everybody. Welcome to another episode of Topical Brainstorm. Um, my name is Christian Larson, and this is my co-host, Gary Fox. Hi. How are you, Christian? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a it's been a crazy week. Yeah. Uh, why? Well, school started. Everything's online. It's just yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, I've I guess I've done two weeks of school now, but it's yeah, it's strange for sure. Yeah. You have a good week though. You get everything done that you needed to. Yeah, so far. Um well, I mean so far as in I've got a bunch of stuff to do on Monday, but <laughs> <laughs> dude, me too. I have like I have so many lectures that I just haven't watched yet. Oh jeez. So, not so many. Probably like 4 or 5. So I'm going to watch a couple tomorrow. Watch a few Monday. I've a I have like a 7-page paper I need to start for one of my classes too, which kind of sucks, but Ugh. Yeah, papers yeah. papers are rough. Yeah. So, if yeah, if you have any cool topics on with anything that has to do with evolutionary biology, specifically human evolution, I'm all ears, man. Oh, <laughs> I uh, I went to an aquarium today with my oh. wife. Cool. And uh, there were just some funky fish and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just like, no matter what your belief system is, like whether God created this, you know, it was like a like a pucker. No, is that even a right word? A pucker fish, something like that. The puffer fish? No, I don't remember what it was, but it was just funky looking. And I was like, whether you believe God created this or uh, you believe in evolution, either way, like it's it's insane that this creature exists. It's just like yeah. there's so many funky looking creatures. Yeah. But I don't really know anything about evolutionary biology, so. Honestly, I believe in both of those things. I believe in evolution, yeah. but I also believe that God is the one that put it all into motion, you know? Yeah. Personally. I, uh, that makes, I, I agree, you know? I think they can, I think there's room for both of those things to occur, you know? Yeah. Yep. I agree. Well done. <laughs> We've already, uh. We've already accomplished something in this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, the the topic of today, it's actually part three that we're starting. Um, and this this part is titled "How to Win People to Your Way of Thinking," and the chapter from today is titled "You Can't Win an Argument." Um. Yeah. What What did you think about this chapter? Dude, I thought it was way good. It's something that when you sit down and think about, again, it's common sense, but I've never really thought down or sat down and thought about it, you know? Um, the whole premise of this chapter is the best way to win an argument is to not have the argument in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty i don't want to say inspiring but kind of you know yeah i agree i think and 
I, I definitely think there are times that arguments are necessary. And I'm assuming that he's going to get into that later on in this book, right? Yeah, I'm hoping so. <laughs> About how to like, if you do have to have an argument or confront someone, how to do it better. But this chapter focuses on like when arguments are not worth having, <clears throat> you know, which, which, yeah, I think it's really easy to, to start an argument or get into an argument over something pointless and uh, it ends up just being a negative thing for everybody involved, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, example from uh, from work today. There's this girl that works there who just did summer sales, and she sold security systems. And personally, I don't like those. Um. And I was just kind of like arguing with her about it today, like why they're not really necessary. And that was definitely that I hadn't read the chapter. I read the chapter later, later today after work. Uh-huh. <laughs> and thinking back on it, I was like, wow, that is the total wrong way to handle that kind of situation. You know, <laughs> I should have just like listened to her and been like, oh yeah, those are valid arguments. Cause she did, she has val- valid arguments. Why? people like slash need security systems on their houses. Yeah. And it's true. Um, despite the fact that I think that those points were just kind of drilled into her by her company, you know, they're still valid points. And mm-hmm. I should have just acknowledged those points and said, yeah, some people need security systems and just like left it at that kind of, or even, asked more questions about the security systems to like get her talking. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. And I think, you know, a way maybe that after reading this chapter away, I think you could have done that would be like express your point of view, but do it in a way that's like, you know, like asking her for wisdom, you know, being like, yeah, like, I think, you know, like I've heard, or I thought this, like, what do you think about that? You know? Cause then it's not like that way you can still have a good discussion. Right. But it's not argumentative or, um, a negative, you know, interaction. Yeah. No, for sure. I agree. Um, speaking, speaking of work, uh, I think there's a few things we need to uh, address before we get any further. All um, right. Have you spoken to your new coworker? I have. Is that is that her, the one who did summer sales? No, no, this is a different one. Um, she's a she's a nice person. Um, she's she's married. She really likes dogs. She's always had a dog like her whole life. Um, she right she, right now she has three dogs. Wow. Like I like I could go on and on a, about a list that I have about her, you know, like nice. You really I've talked to her, but you wrote all that stuff down? No, just it's just <laughs> it's mentally in my head, okay? Got I it. remember things about people mentally. <laughs> Do you still remember her name? Yes, I know her name. <laughs> nice nice work. Yes. Yes. 
And that brings me to the challenge I threw down last week. Um, I can't remember the exact wording of it, but basically it was to help someone feel important somehow, some way, either through a compliment or an action of some sort. Mm -hmm. Uh, How'd that go for you? Yeah, so I... I think I passed the challenge if this was a pass fail grade, although I don't think <laughs> I would have gotten an A if this was a, a letter grade scenario. But and I I really feel like I've interacted with so few people lately. Cause even though I have one class on campus, it's like you have to sit six feet away from everybody and wear a mask and like file out of the classroom when you're done. And it's just like not normal, right? But yeah, um, the one person I have interacted with outside of like my wife, basically, um, I have a downstairs neighbor who him and his wife moved in a little bit after me and Kylie did last May or June, and and uh, they just got a new puppy, like a little uh, Labrador, little tiny guy. His name's Nugget. He's cute, but um, okay. him, and, him and Scarlett, my dog, get along really well, and they play a lot. But um, we've just been, because you have to take your dog to the bathroom so often when they're tiny, um, I've interacted with him a lot lately, and we've become pretty good friends, I would say. Like, you know, still, you know, neighborly acquaintances, not like friends' friends, but we've had some friendly conversations, and... um. He's from he's from New Jersey, and Jersey, mm, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and even just today, he was he went to like a car show, and he was just like, "Yeah, I love cars." And he was telling me about how like cars don't accelerate as well up here at elevation compared to at sea level, which I'd never really? heard of, I'd never heard of before. But he's That's like, "Yeah." He's like, it's it's not as fun to drive my truck around up here. I was like, oh, it's a bummer. Um, but I, and I mentioned this before, my my Honda Civic is about to just die. So um, it's making all sorts of weird noises and whatnot. So I just kind of, um, I like asked for his expertise on what would be a good car to replace it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, my wife are hoping to get like a four wheel drive car, all wheel drive or something a little bigger. Like what would you suggest? And, um, I feel like I, I just tried to ask for his, you know, his opinion and his expertise, which hopefully made him feel important, right. To get to talk about something that he's passionate about. And, um, and he gave me some suggestions and I feel like it went pretty well. So I didn't really, it, was, it wasn't a compliment, but I feel like it was a positive way to, apply the principles we've learned so far no i think that's awesome i think you probably did like make his day and validate his his feelings and his thoughts about how much he knows about cars and i'm sure he gave you some great suggestions yeah i think so So now the ultimate step would be to buy one of those cars he suggested (laughs) true (laughs) yeah he's gonna tell he's gonna know which car i buy so yeah (laughs) that's funny that's funny yeah or maybe like before you pick a car just go ask him if it's a good car (laughs) yeah i don't know if it's a different one right yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, that's funny uh how did you do 
with a challenge. Uh, I did well, I think. I um, I can't remember if this was the day of the challenge or the day after or the day before. Um, it was sometime close to then, but I was just talking with one of my coworkers and I just told her like, you are genuinely like probably the nicest person I've ever met. And it kind of like took her off, off guard. Like it was just like in conversation too. Like she said something nice about someone, um, when we were just talking, just her and I, and I said that to her and she was like, wow, thanks. Like, I appreciate that. So I think that, uh, is good for that challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, uh, that does sound like a very big compliment to give someone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that made her feel pretty good. So yeah. mission accomplished. Well done us. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything else we needed to, uh, no, I think that was it on any, the follow up commitments. Okay. Follow up. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so getting back to the topic of today, the f- the first story he tells about, you know, how you can't win an argument is the, is the title. Um, he talks about how he was at um, a party sort of thing, and he was talking to this guy, and the guy quoted, he quoted Hamlet, right? The quote is, there's a divinity that shapes our ends, rough hew them how we will. and the guy he was talking to was just like yeah that's from the bible and uh dale carnegie was was completely sure that it wasn't from the bible like he knew it right yeah and and he was right although that's not the point of this chapter dale carnegie was right it was from it was like it was from hamlet yeah but he he decided that he needed to tell the guy that he was wrong right so it turned into this big argument both of them just refusing to admit or refusing to to give in to the other one. And um, so Dale Carnegie turns to his friend and he's like, that's not from the Bible, right? And his friend who's sitting there at the table was like, Dale, you are wrong. The gentleman is right. It is from the Bible. Um, and then on the way home, that friend who had, who had corrected Dale Carnegie was like, oh no, it's definitely not from the Bible. It's from Hamlet. And he could even say which scene and which yeah. act the line was in. But then the friend said, um, and this is the the principle, he was like, why prove to a man he is wrong? Is that going to make him like you? Why not let him save his face? He didn't ask for your opinion. He didn't want it. Why argue with him? Um, which, yeah, that's, that's um, I think, a really powerful thing. If you can just let, you know, little unimportant details like that go in a conversation um, it's, it's going to let you avoid useless arguments and definitely, um, avoid situations in which you could ruin a friendship, ruin a relationship over something useless, you know? Yeah. Um, for sure. I, I just think about, about all the, uh, arguments I have with my roommates, <laughs> like one and and specifically, um, we just kind of like duke it out and they're like spirited, fun debates. Almost. We both bring up points. 
and um, we have a lot of fun with it. And sometimes, like one of us will jokingly yell at the other, um, which is sounds weird, but I I promise you, it's just like in good fun. You know, like neither one of us have been legitimately mad at the other ever. Yeah, that I recall at least, and um. But I have noticed that the more we like actually listen to each other's points and acknowledge the merit of those points, the better the conversation goes. There's a there's a uh, a quote that Dale wrote in here. It says, "You can't win an argument. You can't because if you lose it, you lose it. If you win it, you lose it." And what he means by that, obviously, if you lose the argument then you lose the argument. But if you win the argument, oftentimes you make the other person feel unvalued and honestly they just cling to their own their own belief even more, the one that they had beforehand anyway. Um, and therefore you lose the argument. So even if your points are better, you still lose, mm-hmm. which I find interesting and very true. A lot of people don't realize that, including myself, until I read this, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's it's and I think it's it's a very easy trap to fall into to just like argue with people, you know, debate debate things. Yeah. Which I definitely think there are times with certain people, you know, like you and your your current roommate where it's it's totally fine, you know, to argue over useless things. Um as long as it doesn't yeah, it doesn't get to the point where anyone gets offended, but it's also yeah. it can also be like a bonding thing to just like discuss things, you know. Yeah. Um but and another quote from Del Carnegie, you kind of mentioned it. It says 9 times out of 10 an argument ends with each of the contestants more firmly convinced than ever that he is absolutely right. Um, and I've, I've definitely heard something similar with like politics. Yeah. It's like, if you get into an argument about politics, both of you are going to walk away thinking you're more right than before, you know, more, more convinced in what you believe than before, no matter how good the other person's arguments were, especially if it's like a contentious, you know, contentious contentious interaction um and i definitely think that's true and i'm I'm excited to get to you know the other chapters where he i'm sure i hope that he'll mention you know better tactics to have an argument or to to try to convince someone of something you know yeah i he he has to talk about that because It's like, I feel like that has to be what the next chapters are. Maybe not the next immediate chapter, but eventually he's got to get to that. Yeah, for sure. But And I'm excited for that too. I This actually, you've met my buddy Dallin before, right? Yeah, Dallin. Yeah. Him and I, we're both pretty like headstrong. And when I read this chapter, I was like, wow, this is kind of mine and Dallin's relationship like uh, sometimes we'll argue about something stupid that doesn't even matter like I remember when we were like I don't know maybe seven years old or something we like 
we argued about what it meant to like meet somebody somewhere. And I remember, I remember specifically, I took the the side that when you met someone there, you were the first one there, right? You were the first one there and you met them there. And then he took the side that there's someone already there. And then the (laughs) second person uh, that arrives meets them there. And we were both right. Like when you meet someone somewhere, it doesn't matter when you get there. But like seven-year-olds us, you know, just argued and duked it out over this stupid thing. And like, I don't even know if he remembers that, but I remember that. And it's just super funny to think about it now because half the arguments we have even today don't matter at all. And yet we still like to be right and duke it out with somebody. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, seven-year-olds are dumb in general, but. <laughs> yeah, we may have even be have been younger, honestly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and watch that conversation. Oh, man, it was, stu- <laughs> and we argued, like, the whole day. Like, we'd change the subject for, like, an hour or two, and then somehow we'd end up back on it, and we just, like, duke it out again with words and i was like wow looking back on it i'm just like huh (laughs) what a good time (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah i mean that one obviously has a happy ending you guys are still he's still good friends so (laughs) yeah well i feel like now we actually can have deep conversations and you know under understand each other's points and even when we disagree, we can, as you should, be able to come to like a a solid, maybe not consensus, but, you know, a solid like understanding of each point of view. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, a quote by Buddha, actually, it's mentioned in this chapter. That's a good one. He says... Hatred is never ended by hatred, but by love. And a misunderstanding is never ended by an argument, but by tact, diplomacy, conciliation, and a sympathetic desire to see the other person's viewpoint. Um, I like that a lot. Um, I, I guess this Buddha guy was was a smart dude or something. A wise dude. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I definitely. Again, it's it's something that's that's common sense in a way, but easy to fall into the trap of of hatred or or argumentation. But argue arguing, but yeah, for sure. I especially like the part about how misunderstanding is never ended by an argument. Um, and it it does take, like he says, is a desire to see the other person's viewpoint. Um. I think that's that's key in in any real argument, you know, especially if you're with arguing with someone that that you already know really well that you care about. And if it's something that's like really important, a lot of times arguments or at least debates are are necessary. But um, definitely think that that's the way to. get to the bottom of something or find common ground as opposed to just trying to prove your point of view to the other person. Yeah. I really liked the story that, um, 
about the the truck salesman yeah. who used to just anytime he would enter someone's office to sell them a truck if they said anything bad about his truck that he was trying to sell them he would just jump down their throats and um he would just argue like all his points about why his truck was the best and then he realized or I don't know what happened, but he eventually he started whenever they'd say something nice about a, a truck that was a competitive truck that he was selling, like a brand uh, or make or model. He would just say, yeah, that's a really good truck. Like, you're right. Excellent truck. You wouldn't go wrong if you bought one of those. And he said <laughs> whenever he would do that, their faces would just change and they'd like, become softer and then he was able to then talk about like the positives of the truck he was selling because he wasn't arguing with them they had nothing to argue about because he just agreed with them on their point i feel like that's probably the approach that we should start taking with a lot of things yeah i think that would uh help society overall if uh people were uh more accepting of of others especially their competitors <laughs> yeah well I, and like i don't know i i was trying to frame this this chapter and like how how it would work in politic in politics and like yeah. maybe a political debate and i'm just like i don't understand how it would fit in necessarily. That's why I'm hoping later chapters explain that, but for sure. I, yeah, I did the same thing. Cause that's just, I think that's been on a lot of people's minds lately with just so much, um, you know, arguing going on about politics and this upcoming election and all that. Um, I definitely think, and there's, there's a part in this chapter. I didn't really, write it down but or i didn't underline it it might have been during that first story but he was just like he was just like if it's something that doesn't matter i can't find it i'm gonna stop trying to find it but he was like if it's something that it doesn't matter you know why get into an argument about it and i think that it is hard to apply to politics because a lot of you know politics does matter right it's not something that like if you're pro-life and someone's pro-choice, it's not like, what if I, you know, like, what if I vote for them? You can't be like, oh, yeah, like, vote for them. Everything will be fine when you believe that, you know, something yeah. completely opposite from them on, on such an important topic, right? Yeah. Which no, for are, sure. I'm sure there are a way, are ways to apply this in those circumstances, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it's 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 hard for sure. Oh yeah, it is hard. And I honestly all I can say is I hope he goes more into it and and sheds some clarity on some of that, you know. Yeah. But I agree. But I do agree that the best way to win an argument is definitely by not having it, which is like the main uh not pr- 
that, like that's like the summary of the chapter that he gives at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it is something that doesn't matter, like like whether meeting someone is being their first or second, <laughs> just don't have the <laughs> argument because it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I would sure. say that's the the overwhelming theme of the chapter. What what about you? Yeah, um, definitely, I agree. Um, and you know, being married, there are there there are definitely some times. I don't know if my wife is listening. I don't know where she went, but probably is. Anyway, <laughs> there are definitely you know you get into arguments sometimes and. And a lot of them are important, but I'm I'm sure in the past year we've gotten into some arguments that are just stupid, you know? Just like <laughs> like I'm I can't I can't like think of any off the top of my head, but hopefully if if one of those arises, I can back out for a second and be like, wait a second, this is dumb. I'm just gonna agree with her and it's over. Um, because that will just, you know, avoid some uh some What's the word I'm looking for? Avoid some frustration. Yeah, frustration, <laughs> contention. Yeah. Some ill feelings. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Plus, um, it would honestly probably, if you really did want to art or want to win someone to your side, I think it leaves more room for them to come over to your side. Because I feel like, if you don't argue with them, they are more likely to like listen to to your points and um you know, they're more willing to admit that they were wrong because they weren't told they were wrong. They'll come to that conclusion on their own, you know. Yeah. Uh, if your points are are better and you acknowledge that they have valid points as well. Yeah, and I I think to um kind of clarify what you said if you another quote in here real quick it says which would you rather have an academic theatrical victory or a person's goodwill you can seldom have both um so yeah if you if you you know give in on things that matter less um you'll be more likely to be able to convince them on something that matters more, you know, Um, because you'll have their goodwill and you'll be able to, you'll have their goodwill, their respect. And then when something comes along that like is very important, um, obviously you'll still need to apply other principles from this book, but you'll, you'll have much greater chances of, of convincing someone to your way of thinking, you know? Yeah. And honestly, that's probably like going back to, the conversation I had with my coworker, like I'm never probably going to buy a security system, but she doesn't need to know that. Like, you know, I could just, just as easily been like, Oh, tell me about the security system. That sounds awesome. And then her, I mean, her and I have, honestly, we have a great relationship where we just give each other crap all the time and then we have fun with it. But that would have been, a really good way to apply this chapter, you know, just to become interested in, in that security system that she sold all summer and to just 
I basically agree with her because ultimately it doesn't matter whether I buy a security system or not, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Great thought provoking chapter, my friend. Yeah. Um, one other thing near the end of the, the last few pages, he, uh, he references an article, um, from something called bits and pieces was probably a book or a magazine. I don't know, but it was, he gives some suggestions on how to keep a disagreement from becoming an argument. Um, and I just wanted to maybe quickly go over each one of those. Um, yeah, let's do it. The first one is welcome the disagreement. And he talks about, um, perhaps this disagreement, Perhaps this disagreement is your opportunity to be corrected before you make a serious mistake, which that's a great mindset to have. I think if you're just, if someone disagrees with you, you're like, okay, instead of instantly getting defensive and instantly trying to defend your point, you can be like, maybe they're right. You know, like let, let's hear them out. I think that mindset alone would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, I agree. Great point, dude. Like, I don't really have much to add to that one, to be honest. All right. I'll, well. just, ju- I'll just jump into the next one if that's cool. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay. Distrust your first in- uh, instinctive impression. Our first natural reaction in a disagreeable situation uh, is to be defensive. Be careful. Keep calm and watch out for your first reaction. It may be it may be you at your worst, not your best. Uh also super great. <laughs> yeah, kinda related to the first one, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, the next one uh is pretty short. Just control your temper. Um and then he, he adds on to that. You can measure the size of a person by what makes him or her angry. Uh which I thought that was a good quote because I get angry at some dumb things sometimes and being able to control my temper would is a skill I'd like to, uh, improve overall. So, um, especially in an argument or a a, when you're having a disagreement with another person. Yeah. Now controlling your anger is definitely, or your temper definitely needed. I need to work on that too. Sometimes I just get agitated, you know? Yeah, you do. (laughs) Yeah. All right, the next one. Listen first. Give your opponents a chance to talk. Let them finish. Do not resist, defend, or debate. Uh, This only raises barriers. Try to build bridges of understanding. Don't build higher barriers of misunderstanding. Nice. Yeah, I think that one's really important. And we all are terrible at this. We all interrupt each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Like everyone does that. Um, so yeah, just let let the other person talk. Yeah, we. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nothing to add. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one it says look for areas of agreement. Um, when you've heard your opponents out, dwell first on the points and areas on which you agree. Uh, yeah, this one, I think, I don't think many people put this into practice, you know, cause if you are trying to convince someone of something, 
you obviously focus on the parts you don't agree on, right? But yeah, if you're trying to win someone's goodwill over, then it's probably a really good practice to to use. Yeah. This next one, dude, is clutch, all right? <laughs> Be honest. Look for areas where you can admit error and say so. Apologize for your mistakes. It will help you disarm your opponents and reduce defensiveness. That's clutch, dude. Admit when you're wrong, basically. Take responsibility for things. Yeah, that's that's a hard thing to do. So hard. When you're in when you're having a disagreement, especially. Cause it like it feels like you're being weak, you know, which is the wrong way of looking at it, but it's uh it's hard to it's kind of like you know a, a pride thing i think but it's hard oh, yeah. to admit that you were wrong about something or that you or that you you know that one of your viewpoints was like yeah you were misinformed or whatever it is that's that's a hard thing to do yeah so hard man but i agree that it like he says it it reduces defensiveness no, oh, it does. Yeah, for sure. Well, people are just more likely to listen to... I, I feel like when you're honest about that kind of thing, it shows the other person that you're actually there to learn and not to win. Yeah. Um, which people... When people know that you're not there to win and that you're there to to learn, then they're way more likely to to be willing to learn with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the next point it says promise to think over your opponent's ideas and study them carefully and mean it um, again it kind of goes back to just having that mindset when you go into a disagreement that you're not right you know like it's a chance to learn more and refine your point of view and if you can go, in it to, go into it with that mindset and like honestly think about your opponent's ideas or, you know, opponent is kind of a strong word, but like whoever you're having this disagreement with, like really think about their their uh, their ideas. And uh, I think that's also really important in um, finding common ground. I agree. It's also, honestly, it kind of reminds me of a mission when uh, if you're talking with someone about religion, they bring up their ideas of what religion is and then you you know you take those into account and you you learn and you study and then you figure out um what you believe and what they believe and the commonality between them and you kind of build off that you know yeah that's what it reminds me of yeah that's yeah good point uh all right the next one thank your opponent sincerely for their interest uh and he talks about how if they care enough about it to argue with you um then they at least have interest in the same things you do because you both have an opinion on it uh i like that i've never thought about that before yeah me neither i liked that point too yeah, that was excellent. Uh, and the last one, it says, postpone action to give both sides time to think through the problem, which is really good advice. Also hard to put into practice, but if you can take a day to 
you know, dwell on the things that were said and really consider the other person's point of view. Um, I think doing that definitely kind of lowers the emotion in it all, which kind of helps both people to think through something clearly. And uh, it, it mentions a few questions you can ask yourself, like, could my opponent be right or partly right? Is there truth to his argument or position? What price will I pay if I win? Um, what price will I pay if I, yeah, if I win? Um, just some good questions, which I think that's definitely good advice to, to really take some time to think things through, get out of the heat of the moment, um, so you can actually have a good discussion as opposed to just two people yelling, you know? Yeah. And the two people yelling um, brings brings me to the last um, paragraph in this chapter. Uh, let me open it up real quick. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Um, I'll just read this paragraph real quick. It's real short. Opera tenor Jan Pierce, uh, after he was married nearly 50 years, once said, My wife and I made a pact a long time ago, and we've kept it no matter how angry we've grown with each other. When one yells, the other should listen, because when two people yell, there's no communication, just noise and bad vibrations. Uh, yeah, dude. Two people yelling, just bad vibes. Bad vibes. Like listen, listen to each other. Listen to the points the other's making. Acknowledge when you're wrong. You know, like it's hard, but do it. <laughs> yeah, that's good advice from good old Dale Carnegie. Dude, he's good. Yeah, he's a wise man. <laughs> yeah, for it's, sure. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. That is all I have for this chapter. Anything else you want to discuss? Uh, no, that's all I have too. Um, I would like to say just real quick, um, I have another podcast. You should listen to it. It's called Deeper Thinking. It's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, they basically have discussions about things they don't agree on. Maybe maybe not always, but yeah, they they pretty much put this principle into practice. Yeah, except we uh, duke it out, and it's fun to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, I I saw that you had at least a second episode published, and I haven't listened to it yet. But something about yeah. something about aliens or something. Yeah, the second one honestly is kind of weird. We talk about aliens and uh, uh, some other stuff. I can't remember. We both agreed on that one, though. So what we do, we, we pick three topics, and then we we try to research them out a little bit. And then if we disagree on it, we, like, debate it a little bit. Um, most of them we agree on, though. Nice. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Deeper thinking. Yeah. Also, rate and review this podcast. Really help us out. No doubt. <laughs> okay all right thanks for listening yeah and, thanks for uh, no you go oh you go <laughs> um thanks for listening and uh this has been another episode of topical brainstorm and uh that's that's all i got all right
right. Thanks for listening. Over and out. <laughs>